Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast. Each week, we interview the best and brightest in physical therapy, wellness, and entrepreneurship. We give you cutting-edge information you need to live your best life, healthy, wealthy, and smart. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personalized medical advice. And now, here's your host, Dr. Karen Litzy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Karen Litzy, And in this episode, co-host Jenna Cantor is back. And this time, she is interviewing people involved with Empower SCI or Empower Spinal Cord Injury. So she interviews Dr. Carrie Callahan, who is a physical therapist and one of the founders of Empower SCI, and Matthew Bremekamp, who is a participant in the program who has now become a mentor with Empower SCI. This is a really inspiring episode. We're really excited that uh, Carrie and Matthew took the time out to speak with Jenna. So in this episode, they discuss Empower SCI's mission to integrate patients back into their community, the benefits of volunteering with a nonprofit, multitude of ways to get involved and support Empower SCI, and Carrie and Matthew's favorite memories while working with Empower SCI. One of the biggest quotes from this episode was from Matthew, who is a a spinal cord injury patient or someone living with a spinal cord injury, and he has this great quote that says, he looks at life as more of a why not instead of a why which is so inspiring and so wonderful. So I want to thank Jenna and Carrie and Matthew for a wonderful interview. And hopefully you guys will all check out Empower SCI. Everything you need is in the show notes. So if you go over to podcast.healthywealthysmart.com, you can click on all of the links that we talk about in today's episode, including the link for Empowered SCI. Enjoy. Hello, this is Jenna Cantor. I am proudly getting to interview today Carrie Callahan and Matthew Bremekamp, who work with Empower Spinal Cord Injury or Empower SEI today. And we're going to be talking more about this great organization. But first, I just want to quickly introduce each of you. So, Carrie, she is the president and co founder, while Matthew is a lead peer mentor. So, these are the ideal people to learn more about this great foundation is it a foundation what is it exactly yeah it's a it's a nonprofit. so we are we're a certified nonprofit organization um incorporated in 2010 and we got our nonprofit status back in 2011. that's wonderful and then what exactly is it and what's its mission for empower sei so empower is we we call it a second chance at rehab um a lot of times after a traumatic spinal cord injury, people have an opportunity to go through their you know, acute hospital stay, acute rehab, and then they go home with the ability to survive. Um, and we, we're a two-week program that offers you know, life skills to, to give them the opportunity to, to really thrive in their home environments um, and in the community. So we cater towards people that have been injured between one and five years. Um, We've had people that have been injured 17, 18 years that have come to the program and, and still gotten a ton out of it. Um, but that's that's kind of our, our mission is to, to create a lot of people with spinal cord injuries to live a happier, more successful, more meaningful life. 
I love that. How did it come into fruition? I think um, I think the big thing is with the, with the shortening rehab stays in um, inpatient rehab or the more efficient rehab stays, I guess, um, people are, are going home with, you know, closer and closer to their injury with less time allowed for, you know, coping, um, healing of the body and that sort of thing. So a lot of the, the topics that are covered in inpatient rehab are vital to survival, um, but not necessarily to, you know, knowing how to enjoy life again. And so yeah. it's, it kind of, we, we kind of focus on a different time frame after injury. So in hope to capture people when they're ready to, to get out there, um, light a passion for, for what they want to return to or what, what kind of activities or, or life enjoyment or, um, you know, career focus that, that they want to get back into to, to get back into the community. That's a big deal because I, I really like that you're hitting upon this because there is so much focus on getting out of the hospital, but we want to have a life. We want to have a great life. Everybody does. And you are literally catching an important, I want to say niche, but I, I just want to say a point in somebody's life that mm. just helps them really thrive. I think that's, that's absolutely wonderful. You tapped upon it a little bit, but would you mind going into detail, a little more detail on who exactly participates in this program? Um, so we have uh, the three, three directors uh, or the three co-founders that, that kind of lead the program. We have a, um, a batch of, of fantastic clinical specialists. So we have occupational therapists, um, physical therapists, massage therapists, our peer mentors. We have a nurse um, that all help to provide the care. And then our volunteers, um, our res aid, they, they help with daily care, daily anything that somebody might need throughout the 24-hour spectrum. There, a lot of them are um, physical therapists, occupational therapists, um, different health profession students that come in and are able to, to learn a bit while they're volunteering their time. And then participants are, um, we take 12 people for our two-week program every year that are um, you know, at least one year out from their injury and, and like I said, are, are just ready to, to find, find their passion. If I could say, I think it's what we, what we really look for is with the at least a year out, the mentality of the person is really important that they are open-minded to, to what's next. I, I felt I'm a C7, uh, T1 is my injury uh, para, and coming out of acute rehab, it was like, no, like it was so out of my mind, I thought it was like, no job, no work, I'll never uh, have a you know, romantic relationship or date again. Um, go back to school, drive, like you name it, and it was like over. And then after um, after this program shows you literally all of the openings that you think are are gone. I mean, I guess all is a, is a pretty big uh, thing. But for for me, I couldn't believe the number of life enriching activities um, that I was still available for me, and that I just needed someone to expose me to. Um, in order for me to go get it. I love that. And so you, you signed up for Tinder very confidently at that yeah. point. <laughs> and you're like, all right, I got this. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh, so you've heard of me. That's great. <laughs> famous. <He's> famous. <laughs> so what do, Matthew, I'm, I'm very interested. What, what, from your perspective, what do the volunteers get out of this program? Um, it is 
what really what's so amazing about this is that you find the entire group of people that get selected to be a part of this because from the volunteers to the participants there is um, you know a process where we have to look through everybody and try to create the, the most um, willing and um, you know the group is going to get the most out of it and that also goes for uh, our volunteers who are going to come in and be res aides and our clinical specialists everyone has the right kind of community mentality and uh, motivation that they want to share with it. Now, once you're here, the volunteers practically get uh, a similar experience as the participants, which is really amazing because they're here to volunteer their time and to help people, but you end up getting, I mean, real life knowledge and experience that you're not going to pick up in a classroom. You get immediately exposed to all these different levels of injuries, personalities, and people who all do things different ways. So leading into that is also networking is that you get to understand the little tips and tricks that I would, you know, a lot of times when you're newly injured, I didn't have any other friends in chairs. So when I came to a place, you see, you need some people at your acute rehab, but when you come to a place like this and it's a community, you say, oh my God, I love your backrest. Where does that come from? Or, oh, what, that, I've been looking for a cup holder. And it's like, even the people that are going to learn how to be therapists or go into some sort of related field, uh, the value of, uh, or the experiences in, uh, of great value. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have anything else you want to add to that, Carrie? Yeah, I think um, like for students specifically or for young clinicians, we actually have uh, quite a few of our volunteers this year are, are young clinicians. It's, um, it's, you know, taking things out of the clinic. So it's not necessarily working with people during the 45 minutes that you have where you're sectioned off into you know, we need to get all of these things done in this short amount of time that might happen in the outpatient clinic, but also working with people throughout the 24-hour spectrum. So if someone is really working, if, if someone's goal during their time here is to be able to reposition them at night, then you're working with them in that situation um, and helping them to figure those sorts of things out real time versus, you know, um, just, just seeing them in the clinic for that small that small picture. It gives a much broader in um, I feel like I feel like it also helps with you know just disability awareness in general in just being comfortable with you know working with people that use wheels to get around, um, which is kind of how we like to to frame things here too. It just like um, just normalizing normalizing that for especially for the the young clinicians and, and the students that are, are coming through the, coming into the field fresh. Because it is normal, right? You know, at the end of the day, it is normal. It's yeah. just may not be the normal that you grew up with or something, but there's right. all different. There's a large span of what is normal. Right. Uh, it's just that we, it, it just, it really depends on how I grew up. That's it. That's right. all it Your is. Exposure and all that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. For sure. And I really would love, this is amazing. Could you guys, would you mind getting into more details on how people can get involved? Uh, both volunteer and then participants. This is, this is incredible. Sure. Um, so we have our application process for our two-week program here at Stony Brook um, opens up uh, January 1st. We start accepting applicants for both participants and volunteers. Um, so that can be clinical to, for our clinical specialist positions or our um, residential aid positions, which kind of provide the, the daily care for people. Um, and I think uh, we also have activities throughout the year, too, to fundraise for, for the event. 
this program, if we were to put all the cost of what this program costs to to run on the participants, it would be it it would be a large sum of money. <laughs> so we do a lot of fundraising throughout the year to offset that um, and still make it affordable for participants. We have a, a Navi Tire Ride and Roll, which is in the Boston area in um, in October. We run different wheelchair clinics or wheelchair skills um, mm -hmm. courses throughout the year that help to teach wheelchair skills to both wheelchair users and students. So that's another one of our big um, fundraising avenues that helps to pull in the revenue that it takes to, to put the program on. Nice. That's wonderful. And, yeah. and then for you, uh, Matthew, how did you end up getting involved? Like what? What was your journey with getting involved and becoming a peer mentor? Well, I mean, it. I mean, it started. I mean, like most of our uh, journeys here, it started as a participant, and I was able to experience and know um, everything that the program was able to give to me. And ever since that happened, it just it was so. I was so motivated and informed by my experience. I just went home and just kept on the course of excitement throughout the entire year and and that was a year and year and year after that and all i wanted to do since then is try to share this experience with the next crop of newly injured people who don't know yet um, how great their lives can still be yeah absolutely i love that okay these are the last two questions and i've actually been really excited about this because then you can give more insight of your own experiences so if each of you wouldn't mind taking an opportunity to speak of a story of one of your favorite memories at empower sei i know that might be difficult <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah if there's um it's hard to it's hard to pick out um just one but i think there's at this year's program so we're right in the middle of our two-week program and at this year's program we have one participant that um traveled from from down south he took his first flight since his, his injury to get here um and, and be with us for the program and i talked to him before he he came and he arrived and he was like you know it's good i think it's going to be a lot i don't get out of bed every day i'm not you know like I, I'm not all that active during the days mm. and I'm like, okay, well, you know, I think it'll be a great experience coming up in and he's been here and since he's been here, he is not it's been hard to wipe that smile off of his face. He's um like yesterday we did uh power soccer, um uh, power which is like soccer in a power chair. Okay. He got he got into a tank chair where he was like climbing up and over, <laughs> you know, small walls and obstacles. Um so you know the the amount of activity that he's done but also just the, the amount that he's been exposed to in this in this time frame in seeing um how how happy and interactive and how much he wants to take what he's done here and bring it home mm -hmm. and that i think is is what we're doing it for and what we can all we can really hope for that's great what about you matthew um well i had a, my favorite experience and i can just take from this summer in particular although it it does span um, through the years is a lot of when our participants can kind of come back. So we've had a, we've had a, a young man that was with us as a participant years ago. Um, he came through the program, he came back as a mentor and that, and then went on his way, took that motivation and that uh, information and he just kept plugging away to kind of build his own life. And now this year he was able to return to us as one of our featured speakers um, to talk about going back to work and to talk about juggling your SSI with a new income and how he went back to school and had to 
get driving lessons so he could get his adaptive van so he could take himself to school and then to work. And to think that those seeds were planted and the information given to him years ago as a participant has literally rolled into this, uh, you know, full, meaningful, substantive existence for him that he can come back and share and say, look, guys, you know, it, it, all you have to do is be determined and you know, these things are possible. That's great. <laughs> Nobody can see us, but I just have this huge smile. <laughs> just, I love it. I love this. It, uh, so what is the biggest thing you have learned? This is the last question. So what's the biggest thing you have learned from Empower SEI? I think, um, you know, we started back in 2010 and we had our first uh, pilot program in 2012. Um, and since then, this is our seventh two-week program. And every, every year we come into it and we're putting a lot of time and energy into it before we get here. Um, and then we get here and you see the changes in, in people, not only participants, but all the volunteers and how impactful it is and how much it can um, you know, change really change a person's life for the better. I think um, the most powerful part of it for me is the we're fully volunteer staffed here, so nobody's getting paid for for their time. In that, in and of itself, it creates this energy, this really positive energy, and this unified purpose of forward progress. And that's something that I think is really is really special. You know, if anything else is going on in life, you can come back to this and you know that there's going to be that similar positive pulsing energy during this two weeks and you're going to see positive change and you're going to see, um, you know, just victories that are hard fought for um, that that I think a lot of times other people kind of take for granted as, as um, you know, to take for granted in general. So I think that, that the power of the human spirit is is the biggest thing that, that I've learned about, I guess, during this, um, during the time that we've had in power. I meant to uh, add this when you'd asked about what the volunteers get out of it, because it's yes. so similar also with the participants. And this doesn't make the brochure, but it's this like unbridled sense of joy, you know, the positive energy that not as just shared. I mean, you've seen the participants because of what they get to experience, but our um, little community that we all have while we're here together is I mean it's it's just incredibly powerful and there's just so many smiles like all the time I go it's you know how I remember I couldn't fall asleep because I was so happy you know I when I, I couldn't believe a place like this existed and to know that even a, a percentage of that to give to somebody is is you know a gift that keeps on giving to them once they know for my personally my biggest thing that I've learned or brought back is because I think a lot of times um, living with a disability, it's real easy for people to talk themselves out of things. And if you have an opportunity, some people like to rationalize why maybe it's not a good idea or maybe I shouldn't push myself to go for this. And what Empower SEI all taught to me is to look at life more of as a why not instead of a why. So rolling up to the bottom of the hill, and this is an actual story because I live in a, a hilly neighborhood and I would go around the neighborhood to try to build up strength and there was one when I came to the the one intersection there's a way that I could just keep going around the circle or there's a way that you could go further up the hill and it's a really steep ride and never and I've been doing it for a year and a half post-injury 
just to kind of keep a little fit, but pre-empower. And then after the experience, I found myself going around the circle again, and I found myself at the foot of this hill and just looked up it, and I just thought to myself, what would Empower do? Well, what would I do in Empower? And I said, why? first I thought, why am I going to climb this hill? And it's like, because it's there. And because I need to I need to test myself, and if I can't do it, I'm going to get strong enough so I can do it. And the determination and motivation and the happiness it brings from uh, setting goals and reaching them. Oh, my gosh. That's so Rocky Balboa. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, next time you do it, you got to put that song on for me, please. <laughs> That'll be amazing. I love that. Honestly, anybody can learn from that. Why not? Why not? What a perfect way to end this really inspiring podcast. Thank you so much, Carrie and Matthew, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's great. Pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you for listening, and please subscribe to the podcast at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media.